Hello and welcome to another episode of A Fresh Perspective here on Heaven Read Thinking. Today we're finishing up Romans chapter 9, uh, the second part of it, and we're going to be in verse 19. So I'll read it and we'll get right into our second discussion on Romans chapter 9. You will say to me then, why does he still find fault? For who can resist his will? But who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded say to its molder, why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? What if God, desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory? Even us whom he has called, not from the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles. As indeed he says in Hosea, those who were not my people... I will call my people, and her who was not beloved, I will call beloved. And in the very place where it was said to them, you are not my people, there they will be called sons of the living God. And Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, though the number of the sons of Israel be as the sand of the sea, only a remnant of them will be saved. For the Lord will carry out his sentence upon the earth fully and without delay. And as Isaiah predicted, if the Lord of hosts had not left us offspring, we would have been like Sodom and become like Gomorrah. So as we continue with this whole uh, debate and this controversial topic of God's elect, uh, what do you see in this uh, this week? Well, uh, first, I love the first part because it, uh, the first verses you read remind me of uh, searching the scripture, remind me of Job, right? Uh, where Job in chapter 42, uh, then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know, right? Paul is really reiterating this whole thing, right? Mm. Who are you, who am I, to question God, mm. right? Now, again, God's all about questions. He's all about the why, right? Because it leads to the who, mm. right? So you can ask why all you want, but chances are God's not going to tell you. He's not going to tell you right away. And if he does tell you, it's going to be because he's going to reveal the who's did it touch. Mm. Right. So we're living in a time right now where there's so many reasons to ask God, why, 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 why? But his word, and, and again, uh, Paul makes it very clear in the rest of this. It's about the who's. Mm. The people that we've declared aren't worthy. God said, you're going to be worthy. The people that God at one point said, hey, it's for the Jews. Now it's for everybody, right? God's ways are not our ways. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we talked about that last week when we were talking about this mm-hmm. whole concept of uh, how some people God is going to have mercy on and some people he's going to harden. And we, we talked about uh, all the controversy that surrounds that. But then uh, really here in verse 19 uh, and, and then 20, who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Well, what does molded say to its molder? Why have you made me like this? And then in verse 21, has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? Uh, it, it as you pointed out, we should be looking at God and not questioning why does, is he doing this? Why are he, is he doing all these things? God has a right to do what God has a right to do. We don't get to, as we talked about last week, we don't get to decide how things work. We have to just see what God is doing and how his ways work, not what our ways are. And we get into so much controversy when we try to put God into a box or try to say, well, this is how God should work or how, how this is fair and this isn't fair. And then when we see passages like this, it really comes down to why Why are you saying this back to God? Do you, how, do you have a right to say this back to God? Why can't he just do uh, what he does and then we accept that? 
Right, so we know that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, right? So we, we look at that and say, if if God cared about me enough, so much so that he would look at his son and ask him to sacrifice, mm. right? Hey, will you sacrifice because I love Andy and there's no way for him to get to me other than you, right? So he asked that of Jesus. Would it not make sense that he loves the people that are around us so much that he would look and say, Hey, Timothy, Hey, Andy, would you, would you sacrifice for this person? Would you be used mm. for this person? Would you care for this person? Right? Yeah, he would. Right? We're looking and we're going, Oh, that's not a place where I want to be a vessel. Right? It's funny because I was going uh, by a, a, uh, bar in Jamestown one time and I looked at it and, and I w- was thinking man this is just an awful place I would never want to go here like I would never want to be there and then I was thinking you know sometimes God would say listen would you be willing to be a vessel mm. in this place now again that's going to bring lots of controversy because God would never ask you the second you say God would never you're in deep trouble <laughs> right because God God would mm. because he asked Jesus to be a vessel for us. So he cares about the people sitting in the crummiest of places, mm. right? Would he ask you to be a common vessel when all I want to do is serve in the, you know, the pastoral vessel section, like our good producer, Pastor Mark, right? I, like we want to sit in those places, right? But God sometimes said, hey, how about for the common people? Mm, absolutely. We, we have to be willing as Christians to be a part of God's plan and to be a part of his purpose. Uh, like we've talked about many times in, in this show, Fresh Perspective. I think something else that stands out to me going along with that point is how uh, they integrate the, pe- the people of Israel and the story of the people of Israel here and how uh, people would look at uh, what's happened to the nation of Israel and go, how does that measure up to when God's promising to make them an amazing nation and to bless the whole world through them? Well, we, we see through their uh, very difficult history how God does indeed bless the whole world. We wouldn't be blessed with Jesus if it wasn't for the nation of Israel. And, and when we talk about being a vessel, uh, the the people of Israel here are that vessel that got us uh, to be at a point where Jesus blessed all of us, not just the people of Israel. So when we look at we look at storylines, and like you were saying, some people wouldn't want to be in certain places or certain things to happen. Uh, God uses them uh, for the common good, as you were talking about. It's not just that you know, because like, I like what you said there, and then when you add to it, it's sometimes we judge, decide, and declare certain people unworthy of God, mm. right? Again, the whole concept is I have to always keep in mind that I'm unworthy, right? Like I'm unworthy. So how does one unworthy vessel say to another unworthy <laughs> vessel, right? Like all all of the vessels in my barn, right, are in a barn, Mm. Right now, there's there's some that I use and I keep for green for my horses. Some I, I use for cows. Some I use for water, and some I just use for all kinds of different things. Right, but when it all really gets down to it, every one of those vessels is used in a barn. Mm. Right, they all smell like manure. Right, they all smell like cows and horses. Like there's no there's not a cleaner one when you really really look at. It. But it's funny because. If, if the buckets could talk, they probably would differentiate each other. Like, I'm for more noble purposes. I'm higher up. I get to, I get to be nuzzled by a horse, right? Where the others are like, oh, I get to be nuzzled by chickens, right? Like, it's, it's a totally, you know, it's, it's so important for us to constantly remember the whole picture. Mm. 
Absolutely. And I think, as you mentioned there, we have to always look at ourselves first as, wow, we are unworthy and we're just like everyone else. The only difference between us and someone who doesn't have Jesus is that we have Jesus as Christians and we should be having compassion for other people. But when we as Christians, we uh, take the view of some people as that we're this special group of people that, uh, you know, we're this elect group uh, that is so awesome, uh, we have to realize that we're not so awesome. That's the whole reason we are Christians, is that we re- have realized that we uh, and God are not on the same page without Jesus, that we could never measure up, as we've talked about throughout the book of Romans. We can't measure up to the perfect law of God. Uh, but we saw in uh, chapter 8, really, showed us what Jesus did and how we get to become children of God through Jesus. Uh, and then uh, we have the right as heirs, but we, we're not elevated to this place of being any better than anyone else. We are, like you said, we're, we're all the same. We all yeah. are broken people. We're all those vessels used by God. And, and we all are sinful on our own. It's Jesus that makes the difference. So when we look at people uh, in that lens and we see that we are no better than the person standing around us or sitting next to us, uh, then we can have compassion towards people. And then we can see how God is working in the bigger picture and not get caught up in all the fine details as so many people often do. Yeah. And I I I think that's just well said, right? Like we need to make sure that we have a proper perspective, mm. maybe even a fresh perspective of this whole thing. Mm. And maybe even have heavenward thinking for this. Oh, I, I think wow. uh, all of this goes together into having that heavenward thinking when we are, are focusing on what God's doing and how he's doing it, not on what we think yeah. God should be doing. So I hope you've been challenged by this this week as we uh, continued on with this difficult topic and that you'll join us next time as we talk about Israel's unbelief and what happens with that. So join us next time for another episode of A Fresh Perspective here on Heavenward Thinking.